1: and good Friday to you, everybody. Welcome to another edition of SEC Football and Beyond. I am Chris Landry, along with my partner in crime, Neil McCready. It's a pretty busy weekend here as we flip the calendar to June. A lot of recruiting talk around college football, a lot of visits, a lot of that. I know we're, we're uh, talking out on uh, LandryFootball.com, Neil, uh, I'm sure, as well. Uh, we'll talk a little bit. I know there's uh, a lot of talk, a lot of questions I get about Arch Manning. We'll get into a little bit of that. That's going to be a story that's going to be every day. And the answers that you want, we can't give you because they can't give you. Big news in basketball with Coach K retiring. A uh, little bit of an effect of, um, you know, a lot of folks in Alabama are asking me, you know, as if I know, Neil, that that, that, that Nick has said, look, shh. Don't tell anybody, but on you know, it's, 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 that's not how it works. Uh, news out of LSU, offensive line coach, bunch of stuff we're going to kick around today. And as always, want to welcome your thoughts in the chat room, Neil. Top of the morning to you, my friend.
0: Good morning, Chris. Happy Friday. It's uh, it's hard to believe that we're already into June and this portion of the season. and uh, of the year, I should say. this. It feels like 2020 went forever, and it feels like 2021 has f- flown by. We're like almost to the halfway point of a year. It's just 2021 is just, I don't know what it is. It's flown by.
1: Well, you got one in college, one just graduated from high school, and it's just, you know, time's getting faster and faster for you, my friends. I mean, you can, yeah. the nest is not clear, but you're, and, and they always come back to the nest, right? You, they may leave the nest, but they, they know the directions from the nest, but maybe that has something to do with the two, and maybe the fact that it's you're not. Well, maybe you weren't, but you know the the whole world is. I think the atmosphere is changing. The whole dynamic is changing. The positivity about you know, hey, we're back, we're back. I think it's just made it a lot of a lot of more interesting and fun. I get to
0: I get to call the hogs again on uh, on Monday. It'll be my my second time to go to a Arkansas orientation. So. Uh, if they get you to call the Hogs, it'll be my, my second time to, to call the Hogs. Which
1: is-, is, is she uh, – I know from conversations on and off the air, she's uh, an ordinate follower, I'm sure, with her dad being so tied to sports, you know, football. And I know, you know, from the from the basketball race, she was, you know, excited and thought, you know, about – is she into baseball as much as – is that because – or no? Uh,
0: no not. I mean, my, my girls are um, – to to call my girls casual sports fans would be uh, would would be a reach. Um,
1: but they take interest because you told me she went to like watch parties and that, all that. But that uh, that's for the social thing, is what you're it, saying. It, they're it, not okay.
0: Gotcha. If you. The keyword there was the party. That,
1: God, got you. got you. Clear that, that up. Makes sense. I think nothing wrong with that. I think.
0: You <laughs> see, Campbell's been there for two years. I think she's been to. Maybe three or four games she's been to a couple of basketball games and then of course the pandemic affected a lot of that sure. but uh she's been a little bit but no she i don't think she's been to a baseball game um there she's i don't know Yeah, you know, it's a funny thing right when you're when when you're a sports writer all those years i mean you know weekends were, were work and so when other people would take their kids to college games i couldn't take my kids to college games And um, it's funny because Campbell, we moved here when Campbell was starting the second grade. And uh, back in, I guess it was April, March, whenever Arkansas played baseball here, I think it was April. uh, She went to the second game of the Arkansas Ole Miss baseball series here in Oxford. And it was her first game ever at Swayze Field. (laughs) She's a girl that grew up eight, nine minutes away from the stadium. So, um, you know, just I, my, my kids are my kids are not my girls are not big sports fans at all. Carson's a big pro sports fan. He loves pro sports, but he's not a he's not a college sports guy at all. He's just not he's never really because, uh, again, he, there was no way for him to go to games. There was no one to take him to games. And so his, it, it, it's a it's a different experience, I think, than, than what a lot of people think it would be.
1: So this is topic I wasn't going to get into, but I know you and Carson do some NBA talk and all. Real quick, the Lakers getting knocked out last night. Yep. Well, the West looks kind of going to be a little new flavor to things, maybe even the East too. It's going well, to be. There. A big, I don't know what it's going to do for the TV ratings, but I kind of like it. You know.
0: You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is going to be a negative thing for ratings. If if you keep up with the NBA, and I do a lot because I live with a fourteen year old who's obsessed with the league. Um. There's one more game tonight uh, in the first round, uh, potentially. Dallas can finish off the Clippers. Uh, for anybody who's not an NBA guy, um, Luka Doncic is this 22-year-old kid, uh, star for the Mavericks, who is amazing. And uh, when he's on, he's he's spectacular. And what you've kind of seen in this first round in the NBA is a little bit of a changing of the guard. Trey Young... Uh, and, and did it with flair trey young put the Knicks out of their misery uh the atlanta hawks guard he's spectacular you mentioned the lakers last night devin booker of the Suns, um grew up in moss point mississippi went to kentucky devin booker just destroyed the lakers last night first half they couldn't stop him he was amazing the game was over the uh the end of the lakers title defense um it was it was uh I think the, I think the league's a lot of fun right now. Uh, this, this shame of it is Joel Embiid of the Sixers is right now got a, a meniscus issue that could very well end his season, and the Sixers are the one seed in the in the, in the East. But there's a great series coming up starting tomorrow night: Brooklyn and um, and um, Milwaukee. So you have Kevin Durant and James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and now Drew, Drew Holiday with Milwaukee has made them a different team. So, I, I don't know. Everybody's, it's funny. It's this mainstream media thing of, oh, God, the Los Angeles teams are gone. The Knicks. Yeah, I, I'm,
1: it- I'm, I'm, I've had it with like LeBron. And like, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm an old Boston Celtics fan. And so I, I'm, I'm being hypocritical because give me the bird, Mikhail. I mean, I, I followed them and followed the league probably more than any other sport during that time. I loved it. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Sure. But, you know, um, I, I'm kind of now, I, I'm not, I don't follow that. And even big news out of Boston this week with Brad Stevens bumping sure. up. And a lot, of people thought, a lot of people thought that he was going to be the heir apparent to, to coach a kid. Duke, anybody thought that uh, anybody other than one of Duke, t- whatever Duke, uh, whatever Mike Krzyzewski is going to point out and say, here's my guy. It's kind of foolish. But anyway, there's a lot of thought of that. Now Brad has bumped up and the Angels retired. It's interesting, but I, I think it's, I, I'm looking for, you know, I kind of like some newness, maybe some teams that haven't had the chance. Look, you know, I grew up, Golden State was kind of down. Golden State was, remember Rick Barry, and I remember in the late 70s, but that was a moribund franchise for a long time. You know, the Clippers were just awful forever. Um, you know, the Jazz came close with Stockton Malone, and they you know Denver, great ABA team, and I can remember when they would score like 150 a night, and it was not nearly enough to win. The the uh, Tr Dunn and the <laughs> Dan Issel group, but you know what? I can remember some great Milwaukee teams in the early seventy with with sure. Kareem, and then remember. How good the Bucks were under Don Nelson when the Celtics and the Lakers were really good, Marcus, and the Bucks Marcus. always fell, fell short because Marcus Johnson was good. Who became a good friend? We did some work at Fox Radio, and both those teams were really good. And in a different time frame, I don't know how many they go to two, three finals. Probably they, you know, they beat the Celtics one year, and but they couldn't get by the Sixers. The Sixers couldn't beat the Celtics, and it was just and you uh, keep thinking Milwaukee is. You know that would be great for that city at that moment, it, it, and it would be good for any of these teams that hasn't hasn't had success for a while. And so, yeah, well, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what's going to happen.
0: Well, I can tell you this: Denver uh, series coming up against Phoenix is going to be mm-hmm. it's going to be one hell of a series. And if we are uh, if we get, I picked Dallas to beat the Clippers, and they're they're a game away. And if we get a, a Utah Dallas series, you'll get to see the maybe the best offensive player in the league and Donchick go up against this elite defensive team in Utah and that Utah team's really good. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and a veteran point guard and Mike Connolly. And they've got Joe Ingles and, and they've got all these kind of pieces. It's a really good team. You speak of Duke Quinn Snyder, former Duke player, former Duke assistant <coughs> done a phenomenal job with the jazz all season long. and They, um, they took down a kind of an up and coming Memphis team in the first round. And I, I it's, it's, it, to me, and I know we're about to switch topics, it's just one of those things that the the, the national media do this. Oh, what's this going to mean for the ratings? Well, the ratings are already crap. So, yeah, that's true. So yeah, Ratings have been bad for a while. If anything, this might get people to get past the whole LeBron storyline. Oh, yeah. And get yeah. to something different because there are a lot of really good young players in the league. Nikola Jokic of the, of the Nuggets is going to win the MVP, and no one's ever seen him play. And he's a he's a fantastic player. I think this is going to put some different younger players on the big stage, and uh, sometimes that's a good thing for a league. It 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 maybe is an opportunity to hit the refresh button to cleanse a little bit, you know. And
1: I think it is because
0: I don't mean this. This is not a political thing. I just think people are tired of LeBron.
1: Oh, I I I, boy, I mean, yeah, I am. I mean, I just we got to hear him on everything and. I mean, it's like, the, when are we going to change the logo from Jerry West to LeBron? I mean, my God, it's everything. It's like they there's a topic on the NBA. They go to LeBron first. And the commissioner will be like somewhere third or fourth on the list. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like he uh, – it's just, I don't know, old school guy. We'll, I'm, we'll, excited, get off
0: of it. I'm excited people get to see some of the new faces. Yeah, Trey yeah. Young Trey Young was a lot of fun Ooh. the You know, he, he goes for all those points against the Knicks, and he hits that last three that's a dagger and – goes to midcourt in New York City in Madison Square Garden <laughs> yes. and does the Broadway bow. And, I mean, that's a <laughs> yes. cool I mean, And yeah. I, I, people go, I don't like that. Well, I'll tell you what. My 14-year-old kid thought it was awesome.
1: They, they was, love that.
0: He was like, did you see Trey Young? And I'm like, yeah, you know, so this is this is how you build new fans. You show new people, young people. I love watching Luka Doncic play. I mean, I, I if, when the Mavericks are on the TV, I turn them on and – I, I love watching Luca because he can just score from anywhere on the floor, and and now you see Devin Booker doing it, and uh, Jokic last night was terrific against Portland to finish them off, and Michael Porter Jr. and it's a it's a great league. I think they've made a mistake in the league getting so hung up on the same two or three people. So, you know, They've
1: always done that, though. they, they It have. was, it was, it was MJ, and and MJ was the guy that took over from Magic and Bird, and it was, you know, Magic Bird, and it was, you know, Doctor J with Magic and Bird. Then they branch it out, and you'd see a little carl malone you'd see a, but it was, it's always been about focusing on that, and and I think they tried to just do the same thing with LeBron. They just MJ'd him to death, and. Now it's, you know, anyway, but that's interesting. Um, a topic that is going to be a topic for a while and until we, can we just get him graduated from high school yet? Because <laughs> it's going to be a long period. You had, and I admit I have not had a chance to listen or even read his article. I know Jeff Duncan very well. Yeah. He, he checks in every now and then on, on, on Saint stuff. And he, he, he does now a lot of stuff. I, I forget he's made a move, I think, to it. I forget when he's they. With,
0: he's with the athletic now.
1: The athletic. I'm sorry, with the athletic. Okay, who is not with the athletic? Everybody is. Um, and he's done. Uh, I don't know what he's covering, but he, you know, it's obviously a lot of Saints, a lot of NFL, but he, he gets into a lot of different stuff. And I haven't had a chance. Uh, full disclosure: not being lady, just was out with some surgery yesterday. So yesterday I wasn't even sure who Archie Manning was. I was, you know, I was, I, you know, I wasn't even sure. I didn't recognize my brother. I, anyway, so I'm back, and in, and in, uh, in, you had a really good interview, and I know Jeff Parrott says it was an awesome interview. I I can't wait. I will listen uh, sometime today and read the article, um, but I want to hear you talk a little bit about it, and certainly I'll, I'll give my thoughts on the overall look of the whole Archie the, the whole Arch Manning situation um, and, and kind of the recruitment how it's likely gonna go N- not not gonna t- not gonna tell you where he's going. I don't think Neil will either because they can't by the way real quick before I forget did you see I did hear this that NBC is the Mannings um, there's a a college I guess it's a college Bowl quiz show that they used to have years back. It's coming back again. NBC's got a contract. The host of the show are Cooper and Peyton Manning, and the producers Eli Manning.
0: Are you serious? I did not yes, ask.
1: yes. Look like I don't know what the name's going to be. I guess if you Google college quiz show Manning something like that, it'll come up. And I think it's been in the works for a while. So I was wondering if Cooper and um, and 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 Peyton. And and Eli's the producer. And I said, doesn't that fit perfect? Because you got the two hams, which are Cooper and Peyton. And Eli probably had to be. They probably had to cattle prod him just to be. You know, he's probably to, to just to do the behind. I ain't getting in front of the damn camera. You know, you know Eli. So anyway, just there's a there's a. So you will see the Manning. Maybe they'll break it. Maybe the, maybe one of the questions will be, where is Arch Manning going to? <laughs> Maybe that's where it'll be broken on NBC. Anyway, I digress. You tell me about the fine article or the fine article Jeff Duncan wrote, and the conversation you had with him, and we'll talk a little Arch Manning.
0: Yeah, Jeff. Jeff had a great article in the in the uh, Athletic uh, uh, Tuesday, I think. I can't. I, I lose track of days. Uh, early in the week, and it was in, incredibly well done. Uh, obviously, Jeff is a. a institution kind of in and of himself in new orleans he's been down there forever as a columnist as a beat writer all that stuff everybody knows him and obviously uh you know this being a louisiana guy new orleans is a uh, a really big little town and uh, jeff knows uh cooper and ellen manning extremely well obviously he knows archie he's done lots of stuff with archie and he knows peyton and he knows eli all that stuff but Cooper and, and Ellen live down there, and he knows them and has known about Arch for a long time. And uh, he was talking about how, you know, his his bosses, I think when he was at the times you um, when he was there, you know, his bosses were like, hey, we need to do something on this, on this young Manning um, because, obviously, Arch was dominating kind of everything that he did there in the local scene, you know, with – basketball or baseball or lacrosse or whatever it was that he played and uh you know he would put him off and and but he he talked about how he told cooper i think and maybe it was both of them both of the parents that hey look you know the day's gonna come when i gotta do my job and i I understand wanting to keep him out of the limelight for as long as you can but i don't want to get beat and there's going to come a point where we need to do this and that point has arrived obviously. And, um, you know, this month arch is, um, uh, the dead period ended on Monday or Tuesday, whatever. Uh, so kids are taking visits now they're all over the place. And, um, arch has a, uh, a pretty extensive three week itinerary where he's visiting a ton of schools. Um, and so he wrote about that and about this decision that's forthcoming Uh, There was some breaking news in it that, you know, I had been told for a long time, Chris, that that Arch would make a decision public about this time next year, Um, you know, mid to late summer 2022. I think the plan now is to make this decision early spring 2022, make it public, because obviously he knows uh, that a lot of other quarterbacks out there aren't going to make their decision until he makes his, um, and then he also wants to be a part of building a class at, at his new school whenever that comes around. And uh, the best way to do that is being committed to Clemson or Texas or Ole Miss or Alabama or Georgia or whatever. I mean, you know, that's how you that's how you build a. a, a you use your influence in that way, and so basically, with that timeline. Here we go, right? Because it's 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 June. He's got visits in June. He's uh, turning his attention back to his season in July, and then obviously the season starts in um, in August, and um, and then um, he's going to take some visits during the football season. He's going to go to as many games as he can. Obviously, they have the resources. They, being the Mannings, have the resources to, um, you know leave his game on Friday night at Newman or wherever Newman is playing there in New Orleans and, and get to Clemson or Austin or Tuscaloosa or Athens or South Bend or Oxford or, or wherever they're, they're going and he wants to see as many of those programs as he can and then when the season's over he's going to get pretty serious and, and make a decision and so we're in that recruiting cycle now so it, it's a story here in Oxford that obviously for obvious reasons is is huge you 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 talk about there's not a there's not a day that goes by that i don't get at least one question whether it's an email or a text or a message board post or something with hey what's the latest on arch and often it's kind of frustrating to have to tell people there is no latest you know he's (laughs) you you sort of know the deal and um you know, I think it's kind of, I think we now have a pretty decent idea what schools he's truly considering. Um, I think that's pretty obvious. He's he's considering um, Clemson and uh, Virginia and North Carolina and Ole Miss and Georgia and Alabama and Texas and uh, SMU's on his list. I don't think he'll end up at SMU, but he, SMU's absolutely getting a visit. I might be leaving one or two out, but I think that's I think he's Notre Dame he's going to visit Notre Dame uh, I think he's visiting a couple of the West Coast schools Stanford so there's there's some schools I think we get a, a decent idea of the 10 schools ish that that he's that he's looking at um, so I had Jeff on and we just kind of talked about it about you know who, who this kid is what what he's like he's uh, he's mature ab- above his years like uh, like you would expect a, a a kid in his situation with his background to be kids like him. I know this. I've talked to some kids. um, I've talked to people that are close to some of his teammates there at Newman, and they all rave about him. Um, He's got a couple of teammates that are a year ahead of him that are committed to LSU. Um, Jeff talked about the LSU putting the full blitz on him. I think LSU was in better shape for Arch 18 months ago than it is today obviously LSU today is there's some question marks about that program. There's some question marks about how stable it is, how volatile it may be, what the future could be. This, uh title nine investigation obviously is, is a ticking time bomb that, that might or might not go off in Baton Rouge. Um, but LSU's involved. I don't, I don't think he'll end up at LSU, but that's just my opinion. I think it's an opinion that Jeff shares. Um, so we just kind of talked about, you know, where this goes. And, and obviously with Ole Miss and it's a new coach and Lane Kiffin and the Kiffin, uh, Kiffin and, and Peyton Manning, I think for, Peyton Manning did not was not thrilled back in whenever that was, 2008, 2009, when Lane Kiffin left after one year in Knoxville to go to USC. but And it's not a secret, Chris, that I don't think the Manning family was exactly pushing for, <laughs> for Lane Kiffin to get the Ole Miss job. No, they were
1: not. They were pushing in another direction, in fact.
0: That, yeah, that being said, I, you know, I asked Jeff about it, and he said that he got the sense that that was not an issue right now. So, you know, Ole Miss is in an interesting spot because this is year two of Lane Kiffin. They've got a, a veteran quarterback who's an NFL prospect and Matt Corral. Um, obviously, uh, th- there are a lot of family ties here. Cooper went to school here. Uh, Ellen went to school at Virginia, by the way. Uh, uh, Arch's big sister, and uh, um, K- Cooper and Ellen's oldest, is starting her college career at Virginia in August, she's uh, going to play volleyball there like her mother did. Um, so we just kind of talked about all of that stuff, you know, and how it's it's no one really knows what if, if you talk to a lot of people. And I do, because I, I there's never been a story. And I told you this. People don't understand what I mean when I say this. And I, so I'll explain it. There's never been a story in my 13 years on this beat, including the NCAA stuff that I've been more nervous about being wrong because it's such a sensitive, emotional topic. I mean, you know, you come on the Ole Miss campus and people talk about it like it's not true. It's absolutely true. The The speed limit signs are 18 and 10. <laughs> I mean, you know, Archie Manning is uh, is an absolute legend at Ole Miss. Eli Manning is an absolute legend at Ole Miss. That, that name carries a gravitas here. That no other name does. And if there is another name that does, forgive me for not knowing it off the top of my head. I mean, it's you when you drive into Vaught Hemingway Stadium, you drive on Manning Way. When you go in to visit uh, Ole Miss as an unofficial visitor or an official visitor, you go into the Manning Center. Everything is Manning. There's a lot of there, that, that. Again, that name just has a tremendous amount of weight at Ole Miss. And so it's a very, Sensitive, interesting topic, and all of that, and and obviously for uh, Lane Kiffin, if he, he could sign Arch Manning, uh, I think it takes the rebuild of the Ole Miss program and puts it on an absolute fast track, because I think he would be able to recruit with Arch Manning here in a way that would be harder to recruit without Arch Manning here. Not impossible, uh, but but more, you know, it, it would be easier to to take your program into the next realm of programs. If Arch Manning's on your roster, there's no question about that. So it's, um, it's, 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 it's a topic of, of great interest. And, and um, I try to talk to people who are close to that family or close to the situation as, as, as often as I can, just to kind of get a, a feel for it in large part, Chris, because I'm so nervous about being wrong because I know that if I ever, come out as saying, hey, I I think Ole Miss is really in this, guys. I think Ole Miss is going to get Arch Manning. If I ever were to say that, and then they didn't get him, I know how that works. The messenger gets shot. Sure. Uh, And then on the flip side of that, you know, uh, on the flip side of that, if I I ever come across, like, I don't think Ole Miss has any chance, that I think Ole Miss is just an outsider, that they're only getting named because of the, the family connection, and then he signs with Ole Miss, well, I look like an idiot. And so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just be as accurate as I can. And I get sometimes people going, how come you don't write about him more? And it's honestly, because I'm, I'm a little timid of it. I'm a little, and what
1: are you going to write? How good is he? Well, we know how good he is. Where is he going? Don't know. Let's try that again or more. Is he good? Is he good again? Yeah. Is it, is he great? Is it, is he more? It's like, it's, there is no, ne- nothing changes until it changes. You're not advancing the story. It's, I mean, I think it's a credit to you because there are going to be people that are going to be... Look, I think it's a great article by Jeff, and I think every now and then you get one of those. Let's bring perspectives in. I think you could maybe do that, but the whole where is he going to go? I mean, folks, um, sorry. We can't make something up that they haven't decided themselves. Yeah, I can I think... look at things in in a general sense and say, well, you know, I knowing... And, and I'll get that in a little bit. I, w- I want you to finish up Is is... Is kind of how they typically have done things in the past and how things have changed a little bit since. Because I can remember now when Cooper was a freshman in high school mm-hmm. and Peyton. And I remember people asking me, well, what about these Manning kids? Are they any good? Because this was before they were any good. Because I was, it's before I wasn't in the NFL. So anyway, so.
0: So, you know, the, the, if you talk to enough people, the same two schools come up right now. It's always. It's always Clemson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's always Texas. But if also if you talk to those people and you get deep enough into the conversation, they'll always tell you. But it's early still. Mm-hmm. There's there's still a whole season to play. He wants to see some things. Unlike a lot of kids, he has a a level of access to information mm-hmm. that everybody has, right? He's
1: got um, more. He's got more access than Peyton had.
0: Oh, absolutely. And
1: Cooper and 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 uh, and, and Eli.
0: Not even close, and so he's going to he's going to be able to talk to a lot of different people uh, at all of these programs. He's going to be able to talk to you know the, the Manning Passing Academy is going to resume this year.
1: Yeah, I'll, so he'll, I'll be there again.
0: He'll get a chance to uh, to talk to Matt Corral in a different setting. He'll get a chance to talk to the kid at Clemson whose name I can't is DJ. Uh, uh, Uncle La, Uncle Laleh. Uh He'll get a chance to talk to kids. Our
1: DJ, I left LA. I'm just kidding I mean,
0: he'll, you know, he'll get a chance well, to, to the quarterbacks at Notre Dame at USC at Stanford he's going get a, he's, he's going know a lot right and, and uh, he's there will be no uh, lack of there won't be there, there, won't, there will be no fooling him from on, on, on anybody's part and so he'll get a chance to see and, and a lot of people have said hey just be patient wait and see what the fall looks like you'll start to get a better idea mm-hmm. after the fall. You know, here's the truth. You know this, Chris, because I mean, you've made a living in it, so have I. There are going to be coaching changes. Oh, there's so America. many. in America, there are going to be coaching changes after the college football season. There's a guarantee. I don't know who's going to leave or who's going where, but something will happen that will be off the radar. That that will shake things up. It's a Who knows? Maybe a coordinator leaves at Clemson or co- or, or or you know, absolutely. Maybe Steve Sarkeesian takes the world by fire at Texas. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe uh, maybe Ole Miss makes that big jump this year and has that magical season. You know, there's, there'll be it's going to be a day. I think it's in October when LSU comes to Ole Miss. I haven't memorized the Ole Miss schedule yet, but um, I, I think it's October the twenty third. I think that sounds right. Um, when when LSU comes here and they're retiring Eli Manning's jersey at Ole Miss, and uh, it's my understanding that all of the Mannings will be here, and, and and that includes Arch, and I'm sure that will be a really cool environment for, for him to see uh, his uncle um, honored by, by Ole Miss. So, you know, maybe that sparks something. I mean, that, that there's just so many unknowns. So people go, where is he going? Well, I don't know where he's going. Then when people say, where is he leaning? I, I think I can answer that with a degree of of, of confidence that I think, if you were to say today, hey, bet on one school, bet on one school, say, okay, I'll bet on Clemson. Mm-hmm. But then if you told me, but the over-under is 50%. I, I mean, if, if, if you told me I can have Clemson or the field, I'll take the field. In other words, I, it's, it's so wide open. Um, I think Clemson's done a great job early. He really likes Steve Sarkeesian. Um, I, think, I think Virginia is a factor because of family ties. Uh, I think North Carolina is is more of a factor than some people let on. I don't think they're in the top four or five or anything, but I think they're in it. Um, I think there's a chance, and Jeff referenced this in the, in the interview with me, there's a chance that he does something, quote, neutral, end quote, meaning he does something where people in Louisiana won't be pissed at him for not going to LSU or people at Ole Miss won't be pissed at him for going to LSU or going to Alabama that maybe he goes and kind of does his own thing at a non-SEC school but it's too early to know and, and he's going to have all the opportunity in the world he's going to get an opportunity to see a lot of different things and you know it's like at the end of the day and I've told people this and you tell me whether you agree or disagree I've seen this with my kids at the end of the day when you visit a school as a prospective student as a professional prospective student athlete most of the time when a kid's pretty open-minded about that he or she gets a feel on a campus and a lot of times that feeling takes over and becomes pretty real I mean I've used this example of my daughter before because we didn't she'd never been to any campuses and other than Ole Miss and she didn't want to go to Ole Miss she didn't want to go inside the state of Mississippi she kind of wanted to go off to college and so we went and looked at a bunch of schools. We stopped at Arkansas on the way to Oklahoma. We were going to go visit the University of Oklahoma. And within about an hour, I think she just kind of felt something and liked it. And, you know, who knows? That might happen to him at at, at Texas or at Ole Miss or at Georgia or, um, you know, Notre Dame. I don't know. We'll see. You know, I mean, I, th- I think he's going to give Alabama a long look because obviously Nick Saban is – has built a, a a program there that you know what you get when you get into it. Uh, he's going to look at Georgia. There, there's some ties there that that I think are are worth noting. But the bottom line is that he's he's coveted by everybody. He's a uh, everybody considers him a, a generational talent, and um, it's it's a decision that's going to get a ton of headlines. And I think he's taking it seriously and. He's not pretending to not understand that. He's not pretending to do this. Oh, nobody cares. I can do. It. He, he knows. He knows that a lot of people are watching, and I think you'll see them them and he do it the right way.
1: Well, you know, let's go back for people who may not uh, remember the, the 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 gory details when Peyton was the the first big one recruiting wise. Cooper was older, and Cooper went to Ole Miss, and yeah, the. Cooper wasn't nearly the player. He's a good player and, and got got cut short at, at Ole Miss. Would have been a been a really good, you know, I think a quality SEC receiver. Not a great speed guy, but really good. Peyton is recruited very heavily, very hard. Now, you know, he's got Archie. Archie is obviously well connected and obviously the biggest thing there was the personality. And uh, so Peyton was a was one of these kids, we call the yellow legal pad, you know, left column, right column, pros, cons, this and that. That that was Peyton. That's Peyton's personality on everything. So Archie kind of set the, got, made the connections, and then, you know, obviously Peyton was able to, you know, because a lot of people came at him, Archie kind of, who he can trust, who he can talk to, and, and Peyton did a lot of the work, and that, in the end, was where Peyton wanted to go and it was the main reason why. There's a lot of reasons why Peyton was, and there were, I, I it, there were a lot of teams that they were quote unquote he was quote unquote considering. But it always had a feeling like it started with SEC schools with Peyton because he grew up following the SEC. The, the the goal and the the dream of like Cooper and Peyton were to play SEC ball, not not NFL ball. That really wasn't something they were thinking of. And obviously, it, it, the whole story. Peyton used to listen to you know old tapes of his dad played on this. Well, it felt like it was going to be SEC, but then there were other other possibilities too that came outside the SEC. In the end, what made it to, to Tennessee was Cutcliffe. There's a there was a he wanted to go that somebody could, could teach him, and he felt like that Cut was the best of the guys that he came across that were. He had stability there. He Cutcliffe was almost like the, the yeah, the head coach, and you had the, you know, the the guy that was was as strong as the head coach in terms of popularity by the, by the big boosters at Tennessee and the decision makers, and he just fell in love with Cutcliffe as a quarterback teacher, and that was the biggest difference in him going his way. Even Peyton, when he was trying to decide whether to come out a year early. The guy went visit Tim Duncan, he went, I mean, he talked to everybody, he did his research. Eli wasn't, Eli, he he listened a little bit more. He listened a little bit more, you know, in other words, he didn't, he was, he talked to people, but he wasn't, he's not that type A personality that Peyton is. He's a different guy behind the scenes, he did his homework, and he kind of wanted to go there, and, and he was just kind of, uh, you know what? That's good. Mom liked it there. You know, and it was Cutcliffe was a big read. I don't know what Eli does if Cutcliffe's not the head coach at Ole Miss. I think that was a perfect fit that the guy gets the head keys at Ole Miss. That's the guy that pay- – that's a that's a marriage. That's a friendship. That's like a, an uncle, like a brother that's coaching you, mm-hmm. a father figure. And now he's at Ole Miss. And so people think it was – well, he was going to Ole Miss because his mom. I think he was going to Ole Miss because mom and dad and Ole Miss, he knew Ole Miss, but then Cut was there. So I think it went there. So this is now a different situation. This is removed a little bit. Cooper's definitely an Ole Miss guy. Uh, I don't know the kid, Arch, enough. I don't know if you have a feel for it. Jump in here. I, I don't know the kid. I, I know the family. I don't know, and he's still young. I don't know what type of person. Is he more like. Like when I described the two, Archie, or I'm sure he's, diff, he's different than all of them. He's got his own personality, but he's more the type that's going to be like Peyton that's going to do, look at all the little, every, under every rock and do all this stuff, or is he going to be more of a, he'll listen, but is he, he's, is he a guy that's going to go and say, my, I feel this, I feel that, and, I, and that's going to have a lot to do with it because he's going to, no shortage of information. You mentioned something, too. This is a whole lot different. Everything is, the clock, recurring clock is so sped up. You know, we didn't have three years of, I mean, you did have three years of Peyton Manning call, but it wasn't like it was in the coaching fraternity, not in the media every day. Uh, you know, it's like, my God, is it, is he the class of 2023? I mean, we're 2021. It's, you know, next year at this time, he's probably already, as you mentioned, probably already decided. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it would – so the process starts early. The speculation starts early. You can go visit. You can do things. Uh, I, I, I am curious to see because I don't know the kid's personality enough in the end. He is not going to go somewhere where he's not comfortable. But he's going to be guided with more information because he can ask questions – that only Eli Payton can answer. And then, you know, Archie may have some different connections. Cooper may have some person in his, in his you know, mom has got other connections that may be outside of foot that, that just personal, social, there'll be like a lot of good charges, a lot of good choices. Sure. And uh, no, uh, Archie, uh, Archie's not going to do, because Cut's not going to do, not gonna be there that long, Cut. Cut's future's not there, but that was the biggest, and and that's been removed a number of years now. But where does where does Peyton and Eli when they were playing go to every with Cut? But the the time Cut's time has passed.
0: Well, but, you said something you said something really important just then. They're all good. They're all good choices.
1: All good choices. And so you know, like which yeah. is which his best.
0: That's why I get back to the, the, the feel thing a little bit, you know, you walk onto a campus, whichever one it is, and something feels different. And I think it's one of the reasons that they look, I would have God, if I had those kind of resources, I would have done this for my kids. You know, Hey, let's go, let's go visit 20 schools. Let's, let's take a, a look around. You know, I remember, uh, taking Campbell on a visit to Louisiana tech and, and, and she said, you know, within a few hours, I don't think this is what I want to do. And I said, that's great that's why you you take visits so that you can get a feel one way or the other you know and and so you know he'll he'll look look he's at some at some point something will click because that's how this works but i mean he's everybody's going to put their best foot forward i've always said this you know it's so funny about recruiting man i mean people talk about different things in recruiting you bring some you know kid from like i'll use me as an example had i been a football prospect and god knows i was not But from Ruston, Louisiana, where the biggest thing I'd ever really seen was Louisiana Tech. If you'd taken me to, you know, Alabama and Georgia and Notre Dame and and Tennessee and I don't know, pick a school, USC, and I'd gone on official visits or whatever to all those schools, every one of them would have wowed me. I mean, they all would have blown me away. And so, but they would have come down to having to choose which one kind of feels the best. And that's what will happen here. In the end, we, we 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 turn these people into something that they're not. They're still humans. That's exactly He's right. He's still a kid. He's going to feel something and one way or the other, someplace, and, and that's going to start leading him in a direction. It's like after Campbell had visited Arkansas, we went and visited Auburn one day, and it was a day it was hotter than the surface of the sun that day on the Auburn campus. And uh, I kind of thought going into it, I'm like, I think she's really going to like Auburn. And, uh, all this stuff, and and she got in the car, and she just was like, "Yeah, it's not for me." And and I realized at that point, I said, "She's already made up her mind." I said, "You know where you're going." You know, she's like, "Yeah," so it's that's going to happen with him too, because he's a human being. There's going to come a place in this process at some point where one school is going to stick out in his mind in a way that he's no longer open about other schools. Well, and, and, and because uh,
1: yeah, because the process is so early, it takes the every year coaching cycle that goes into the play. And you double that by two or three. Yeah. So, like, for example, Virginia's in the mix because, obviously, why is Virginia in the mix? Well, pretty obvious. His mom went there. His sister's there. Bronco Mendenhall's doing a really good job there. If something were to happen in the football program that would make it less enticing, probably – Would knock them down a peg, even though sister and mom, you know, would be a good fit. Why is North Carolina in the mix? Well, you got to remember, Mac and Archie go back a long way. Mac was the head coach at Tulane. There's a relationship. Is Mac gonna be there? You know, for the life of his, you know, four years. Don't know. Um, There's there's a lot of those things that could change. Um, How well does Sark get off at Texas? How well is he? Does is. uh, you know, you think stability-wise, I think the reason why maybe people throw Clemson, well, why not? Leap program, it's 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 a um, it, it, it's a program that um, that looks like there's a lot of stability and probably not a change. It's not like Dabo is going to have NFL people coming after him. And, he, yeah. and he's just – there's not, stability.
0: But stability.
1: You, yeah. you bet it, the, the coordinator, you get the wrong coordinator that they don't miss. They don't miss. You better believe. Now, I'm not saying that somebody will come in as a new offense coordinator at Clemson if there is one between now and then. That is is not going to, you know, they're going to be really, really nice. But it's not about being nice. It's about when they sit down and talk X and O's and Eli and Peyton and, and they're involved, that they might say, you know what, in terms of a quarterback coach, this guy over here is better. And why they go? They they. they why is the whole Southern Miss thing? Well, hey, coach, there's somebody that they've known they've that's actually been, because uh, I've been around with them at the Manning, uh, me. good teacher, they like him. Is that enough for him to go there? No, but they, the way they think is go there, go to the camp. You can learn a lot that's going to help you, even though you probably don't go there, and it helps SMU to say, hey, they got a visit from Arch Manning, and, you know, they can say, you know, we finished in the top three. Because in recruiting, if you're not number one, you could be two or you could be 12 and you can claim to be two and no one can say any different. It's things like that, that that come into it.
0: Let me ask you this. Let's transition a little bit to some other topics. Got about 15, 20 minutes left. Um, Mike Shashevsky stepped down or announced that he's stepping down at the end of this coming season at, at Duke. And one of the big reasons was, of course, Shashevsky, 75 years old. And recruits, and he's in basketball, you're recruiting two, three years out now. I mean, you're recruiting high school freshmen and sophomores. Recruits were asking, hey, coach, are you going to still be there when I get there? And he was having a hard, harder time answering that question. Nick Saban's 70 years old on Halloween. That's going to start getting used against him in recruiting now that the first number in his age is a seven.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, How do you anticipate... Saban addressing that question from maybe recruits won't have the intestinal fortitude to ask it, but parents will. If someone says, hey, coach, are you, you going to be there for four years? Uh, in, when he's starting to be able to tell people, yeah, I'm still going to be the coach when I'm 74, 75, 76. How do you anticipate that being handled?
1: The way he's done it to this point has been very simple. Feel great and he looks great energy's there. He hasn't slowed down a bit. No signs of it. The program has been slowed down. I mean, recruiting, they're still recruiting the best. They're still developing the best. So, you know, that doesn't answer your question of are you going to be able to do that five years from now? Well, you know, there's no one can answer that. No one can answer that. But it looks pretty good. You could look at Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski two, three years ago, and you thinking, hmm, how long are they going to be? I mean, they just looked older. Sure. And so, Like, why are they retiring now? Well, you could just stop at, look, they're old and they've had enough. And I think you throw on the fact that maybe things are changing even more and more with the name, image, and likeness. That just says, you guys can have that. You know what I mean? So, I think that's what's going on. I think with, right now, what has been made Nick so different to this point. That's going to change because at some point there's going to be a year or a time where then that's he, he's not going to feel as good or something's going to happen. But we don't know when that is because it doesn't seem to be today. Um, if you look at how he's approached the different rules and all that, hey, bring it on. We'll adjust to it. We'll be you know he doesn't have any like he says. Hey guys, you like football the way it is with all this um tempo stuff and all that and we, you know no uh, time between snap. That's that's what that's football going to be. He he came out and said what he wanted. Then he immediately went and beat everybody at that game. So I think he'll he'll continue to do that. Look, none of us has beat Father Time. So as he turns seventy in October, is he healthy? He's healthy right now. We don't know what tomorrow brings. Um, we don't know what next year brings. So I think I think the answer is going to be I am not slowing down. I'm doing. You can ask anybody. You can check anybody's staff. This still the earliest late guy to get there late you know he's just he's got he's got a plan in place once that begins to show signs of awareness Duke hadn't been to a final Four in a few years I think they won it what in 15 you can see Duke and North Carolina they've both been good but they're not they're not you don't look at Duke and North Carolina and say that were the that's the best programs I mean they are one of the best historically and they were one of the best with both of those guys. But it's not like Krzyzewski's won five titles. And oh, by the way, he's won the last couple and, you know, he's, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Alabama heading some signs of slipping. If that starts to happen, and the reason is because Nick's not been able to adjust or his health becomes a factor, you know, maybe he's completely healthy at 70, but, and he's healthy at 71, but. At age 72, something happens. You know, he seems to be a very, very young. I, I know the guy pretty well, and we don't share medical information, but he knows me enough. I've had heart issues, and he's healthier than I am, and he's older than I am. You know, so he's he's probably in really good shape, but there's going to be a point in time where that, that, that changes. You know, that's going to change. Roy's had health issues. Mike had health issues 15 years ago, and so... Nick has it he had the hip replacements uh, and you know it, 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 he's supposed to stay off his feet for two days and he was walking out in the yard and doing crap and so my point is is it, there's gonna be a point in time I don't think it's now I don't I think when it starts to regress and it starts to see a problem then I think you can look and say you know what you may not be able to be there five years I mean I would say right now because we're talking class of 23, that has to factor in to Eli Manning. Uh, I mean, uh, Arch Manning, and 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 whether he'd really consider. I think he'll consider Alabama, but I don't. I don't know that that's the type. As much as they respect, I don't know if they want Archie did just a little say Archie did not want Peyton to be coached by Bill Parcells. He didn't really quietly like Bill Parcells's. Remember, that's who was going to take him number one when he came out as a junior. He wasn't really excited about that. I don't know that at least if if they have, what voices they have, probably wouldn't want that. Because the quarterback is just, I think, you know, the Mannings is quiet and as humble as they are, being the star is what they want. And so I, I don't know that you're, as a star, but Alabama and Nick Saban's a star. I think they're more of a star-driven, and I don't know that Alabama would be in it as much as people would think.
0: And I'll be honest, that's the one thing about Clemson that lends me some pause. It's the only thing. Everything about Clemson makes sense, except there's a part of me that wonders if, you know, he wants to go someplace where it's his stamp, you know, where they put that stamp. And even if it's a Manning... That program is kind of the Dabo program now. Um, I don't know. It's just – it'll be interesting. We'll see. It's, it's I agree with you about Alabama. I've never thought that really sounded right. I get the appeal of it, and he talks about almost getting nervous when he talks to Saban and stuff like that. And, and you know, I get all that too. I just – the end of the day, <coughs> if you told me he went to an SEC program not named Ole Miss, I would – I think I'd pick Georgia. And I don't hear a lot of Georgia. I, I – I, I think if he doesn't, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm really, in, I've got, I've got eyes on Texas. I'll tell you that. I'm curious to see what Texas looks like. What Sarkeesian does it look like? That's a program that has momentum. We've heard this for years, man, right? Texas is back. Here comes Texas. And then Texas isn't back and Texas isn't going anywhere. You know, does start the Steve Sarkeesian change that? I do know that, that, that arch really likes Sarkeesian. Um, you know, that's, kind of a sexy program austin's a really cool place and all of that stuff so we'll see it's here's the deal the story has begun now there's no there's no stopping the car until until it 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 picks a destination between now and yeah february Uh, or whatever so one of those programs that that i would have talked a lot more about 18 months ago was lsu lsu had to fire an offensive line coach this week chris uh i know they they hired uh Brad Davis from Arkansas, a mm-hmm. Baton Rouge boy, got him to come home. What happened with the offensive line coach? I've heard it's recruiting related. Uh, mm-hmm. Is is this another thing to keep an eye on in Baton Rouge, or was this something that got handled immediately?
1: Yeah, no, it, it is. Look, it's um, it, as we always say, when a when a coach gets fired, June third, uh, they're not hiring him because he was a subpar recruiter, w- which James was. Um or a subpar offensive line coach, which he's not. He's actually pretty good. Because you made those decisions a long time ago. So, I mean, it's the dumbest thing in the world to do. And we talked about it with Lane. You know, he was hedging. Probably should have done it right after the season. We'd have been better off. Didn't. We explained why he didn't. And you don't wait this long. New stuff has come out. Um, or, or it's come out to... The, the compliance office caught things that he was... Was doing on recruiting that, the compliance office at LSU is—is uh, is there something sharper than pins and needles that they—they are—they're—they're they're, they're on those things. They—they're they're not even you know, they are—they are like anything that's going on. there they're, because they're—they're they're the ones that are going to get their next top off because you know that's the way it's going to go. And so that was that. Now the issue is—is is he's got money left to be paid? And people will say, well, was he going to get paid his money or not? Well, he might be because he might. He might be able to show that I was just doing what everybody else is doing, and 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 I got you know what I mean. He might have evidence that he was just doing what he's told. In the end, uh, this was the reason for the timing of the parting because something's been uncovered that not didn't happen like the last week, but they investigated it and they just come to the conclusion it's something the compliance office caught. That's why he's been fired and brought somebody in now. So the whole thing about well, they've got a good coach, good guy. I will say this. There was concerns about recruiting with James. And Ed's always how good, you know, he's more inclined to replace a guy with a better recruiter. But again, you would have known that already. You didn't need to wait to this recruiting. This was this was something that might have been considered. But the fact that they had so much other staff turnover. Let's remember, they had a lot of turnovers on that staff. They didn't want to add another one. And so now this is another one. At the worst time. And so... You know, they hired Brad, and again, Brad's a good coach. Um, doesn't know the players. Didn't have a spring. All those things are in place. And to, to your point of what is it? The 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 eighteen months ago, LSU was in better shape. Or eighteen months ago, they were coming off a national championship. Yeah. So, and then things are looking good. And the only thing that's going to tie to LSU, I'm going to tell you now that just uh, you know, and I I love them. It it it. It, if if he just if he said mom dad, grandma grandpa I love LSU I want to go there they they wouldn't stop they would grit their teeth to where they would probably grind off a couple of inches they they don't <laughs> that family Cooper in particularly <laughs> does not like LSU at all and I mean none of them I mean they don't you know it's the old Miss LSU thing you know but it is um. It, it, there's always, obviously, on at that school where he grew up, in, in Louisiana, at high school, that's all LSU folks. And then Cooper does business, and Archie still has, you know, there's business interest and LSU influence. So I think the play nice with LSU and all of that is really important to the family. And no one likes to protect their image more than the Manning. So, they man, LSU, Ed, great this, that, and the other they don't. That That's just not... <laughs> if that's where Arch wanted to go, um, they just... And this is not a family that says, that's worried about, man, go right down the road and see him play. They're on a plane, they're on a helicopter, they're on whatever, a train, they're on whatever they want to go wherever it is, they can all afford it, including Cooper, you know, with what he's just made off his brothers alone, investment-wise. So... um. The LSU situation is is just in general taken back there, and, and maybe tied into that. Is there's a lot of unknown. I mean, it, you you if you were interested in LSU, if you're somebody like us, you've got to look at it. You got to have a strong tie there because you're right. This is a big year, and if the the it, no, he didn't need to say it publicly, but recently Scott Woodard made the same comment that he made. Remember when he got over to A and M? And he talked about Kevin Sumlin, and I don't know the exact numbers. Five and five ain't good enough, or six and five ain't good. Whatever, not good enough. He made the same comment. He said, "Look, Ed's from here. Ed knows this place. He knows that the last year was unacceptable. I mean, That's it. She knows that. Now, does that mean that if they have a bad year and and, and they fall apart, is he gone? Probably." It is probably in the national media. Show. You fired a guy that just was two years from national championship. The trend of the program is really important. of sure. I'm Like you know, and so that's going to dictate. And there's enough there, I think, behind the scenes on Ed that if he wins and he has success and it shows a lot positive, other people will take the fall for it. If he doesn't, then they'll just they'll go and they'll be able to say on top of the fact that two years of regression, it's just as much about the direction, the lack of discipline, the turnover, and the, they're going to throw it on that. So that's where that's gone. Follow the season. I'll tell you where the heck that's gone because it's not on the outside that people don't know what's going on behind the curtain that, you know, well, two years ago, we'll give him a chance. He'll get it back to that. I think I think the smart football people realize that the two years ago was lightning in a bottle. I don't think last year was indicative. I think that was the that You talk about the high, high ceiling and the floor. LSU saw it in two years. I don't think we're going to see them under Ed ever get back to two years ago. I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was last year. But if you ask me which one is more likely, it's more last year. That's more of what, what you're going to get with Ed is the roller coaster effect. It's going to be up and down and up and down. But the up and down is going to be from... Kind of in between, and it only gets tougher. So I mean, I, I think it's going to be like you know the a nine win team, eight win teams, which over time is not going to be good enough. That's that's going to that's not going to be what they expect there.
0: That's why I was a little surprised Davis took the job. But when I say a little surprised, I mean a little surprised. I mean he was with Pittman for a while, uh, but I, the, the, there's the home is powerful for people, and and um, Baton Rouge is home think his parents are there I think he has at least one maybe two siblings there so there's a, a family and all that that was there too but they are and then money is powerful too LSU's paying him handsomely to be the, the offensive line coach now um Sam Pittman's got to replace an offensive line coach I think he's moving his tight ends coach to offensive line and then he's going to use that spot to hire a recruiter I'm not exactly sure what I
1: think that's what he's going to do and remember who Sam is now, Sam doesn't – he's a head coach. He doesn't have time to coach the offensive line full-time. But that's like Nick Saban in the secondary. Yeah. Sam can – that's one position, not this late, but that's one position that you can – he's a plug-and-play, and he can fix that quicker than he could if he lost somebody on defense or Barry or somebody like that on defense.
0: Real quick, I'll tell you, we got one more thing I want to ask Chris about, but I do want two. actually two quick things, but I want to tell you quickly that we're brought to you by Blue Sky, uh, they have 48 store locations across the Southeast. Uh, get in touch with them when you, if you're out traveling and based on some of the things that I've seen, many of you are, uh, whether you're flying or driving or renting a car, whatever the case may be, when you see that Blue Sky sign, you know, you are going to go into a place that has all of the freshest flavors, brand name products, best services, great people. Uh, It'll be super clean. They'll take great care of you. 48-store locations across the southeast blue sky. Also brought to you by Alpha Specialties. They're at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. They've got Load Trail. They've also got Hallmark cargo trailers. They can uh, work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built for you. Uh, They've got spare tires and wheels starting at just $100. A full selection of trailer parts and accessories. They also do all types of truck accessories and they have a full service shop where they can repair all types of trailers. So get in touch with them at 601 932 9798 or check them out at alpha of ms.com. Um, speaking of LSU, Eric Gilbert left LSU. He's, he's at Georgia now. What kind of an impact do you think he'll have uh, between the hedges?
1: All depends on this guy's head. And, and academically, I'm a little bit curious to see the transfer what's transferring because my understanding I don't I don't know that there was I don't even know if he he finishes classes that I mean I I I don't I guess he's eligible let's let's throw that out there because everybody asked me where he's gone and I said junior college to get the grades up that's what I thought yeah okay he's at Georgia so I'm gonna make assumption that got him in he's eligible let's let's go there um the circle of influence is a problem with that family, and I'm wondering, you know, Marietta kid, if closer to that family of influence is better or worse. I don't know. The kid's talented. The kid played well last year at LSU in an offense that was very poorly constructed and didn't have a quarterback until you know Max Johnson came in and did a few things. That kid, is, look, he's six, almost six five. Two fifty, and he can run, and they are planning to play him at receiver. Yep, not tight end, and he's every bit. If you want to know what he can be, just look at Kyle Pitts last year at Florida. Maybe better, but does this kid have his head on straight? Is he's got the circle of influence going to mess him up? Is he going to work hard? You can have a lot of guys I've seen with talent that just. Doesn't This guy not only can help them, he could be a big-time factor in the red zone. And formationally, oh, my God. Because you could play him at X and teach him one position, but put him tight to the formation, wide to the There's a whole bunch of things you could create in his matches. Up to the kid. And the kid showed up on the field last year for LSU. Cut 35 balls, played well. And, again, and he's going to have a much better situation. So, look, I'm not going to – I can – I'm not going to hype the guy up. The kid is supremely talented. Like top 10 pick in the NFL draft type talent. He may not do a thing for Georgia. I don't know. I don't know where his head is and how hard he'll work. That's the best I can go with you. But I can tell you, (laughs) he is really, really talented. The corner, I think, can help him a lot as well. Probably even more important considering the need there. Georgia... We'll get into this a little bit more. Yeah, uh, Georgia. I don't know that there's a loss in their schedule. I really don't. We'll, we'll get into that. I, I don't. I, I I don't know that Clemson can hang with them as much as people think. We'll get into that later.
0: Very last thing, real real quick thought here. Yes. Uh, Houston Texans have uh, voluntary OTAs. No surprise, Deshaun Watson isn't there. What uh, it might be a little bit of a surprise is there's been a change of rhetoric this week. The Texans no longer talking about Watson. They're now referring to Tyrod Taylor as the starter. Taylor talking about being the starter. It appears that decision's been made. It doesn't appear Deshaun Watson's going to play in the NFL this year.
1: Doesn't appear, and that's the reason why. It's a PR move. It's a league move. That is under investigation. Don't know. I keep hearing things about when they're going to set the trial and or the depositions and all I think that puts him in limbo in the league. You also don't hear any trade talks about him either. Right, that's the spirit. Same reason. So no. And and if you're the Texans, you can't be talking about Deshaun Watson. Is he? Won't he? He he just move on. Here's here's our the quarterbacks we have are the quarterbacks we have. Deshaun Watson's not right now available to do anything with. And until the league says otherwise, and they're going to follow the legal court system and do their own investigation, that's not going to change.
0: Great stuff Chris as always a lot of fun. I uh, hope everybody out there has a uh, a wonderful weekend. Uh, I think Chris is going to be with you on Tuesday. I'm yes, going sir. to be uh, I'm going to be driving back from Fayetteville at some point Tuesday so I will be back with you guys hopefully good lord willing uh, a week from today. Thanks to everybody in the uh, in the chat, Daniel Sammy Ground Oklahoma Rebel. Uh, I know I missed people from earlier uh, Chet was was in a lot of people were in the, the chat. So thanks for uh, for being with us today have a great weekend for chris i'm neil talk to you next time on sec football and beyond
1: okay round two name something that's not boring
0: a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh
1: ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No
0: purchases, by law, 18 plus, and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty